What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Making Sense Podcast. I go by the name Arnold. This podcast is for the people who, like me, love movies and TV shows and anime. We'll get into some conversation. We'll do movie reviews, TV show reviews, conversation revolving around the world of film. So I hope you guys enjoy the show. Yep, yep, you're listening to the Making Sense Podcast. The goal of this week's episode will be to make a review of Spider-Man No Way Home. Obviously, like I always said, this is... I, I said it the last time, but now, considering the fact that we've been... You know, if you've been listening to what I do many times, it, it those are like spoiler-filled reviews. If I don't put spoilers in it, I usually put it in the description to let you guys know I will talk about the movie. But anyway... Let's start with the actual review. So, Spider-Man No Way Home. I would definitely say Spider-Man No Way Home is by far my favorite. I know it's easy because there, like, there wasn't that many other... It was the biggest event of that year. It's probably the biggest event in MCU since Avengers Endgame. Spider-Man No Way Home is literally a celebration of Spider-Man. Dare I say even a love letter to the character of Spider-Man. I loved every second of it. There's loads of great moments and there's a lot of fan service as well. But overall, I would definitely say that Spider-Man No Way Home was the greatest, one of the greatest experiences I had, especially in the MCU. I feel like it's already a classic. I've only watched it once. I am definitely going to go back and rewatch it because like I said, it's an experience and I love, uh, it's like, it's almost I saw this meme on the internet and someone saying that yeah, you wish you could actually lose, lose like some t- part of your memory and go back and experience like for the first time again because I really was, was not disappointed. So as far as the movie goes, we're definitely going to get into like many like crucial points, but it is super interesting. It's like I said, this is that they introduced the notion like the, the they've, they've been introducing since Doctor Strange. You, you have TV shows like Loki and pretty much the, the whole concept of multiverse is definitely being um, mentioned in previous MCU movies. But this is the first time, no, actually, after Loki, this is the first time but in the big screen that we actually see stuff that has to do with the multiverse and you see variants and stuff. So, you know, like I said, it's not spoiler, but they brought back the amazing Spider-Man, Andrew Garfield. They brought back... OG Toby Maguire and you have Tom Holland and the whole movie is about basically it's a little bit like Iron Man 3 you know Iron Man 3 it's almost if you if you watch all the Iron Man movies although like there's the plot with the manor and I was a huge fan of it but it's almost like almost like a standalone and it sets up for like a complete new take on the character because you see at the end of the movie nobody knows who Peter Parker is even MJ and Ned, everybody pretty much for, forgot who he is. At least Peter Parker, everybody remembers Spider-Man. And now he doesn't have access to Tony Stark tech. And he actually has the classic and homemade suit. He lives alone. Aunt May died. So there's a lot of stuff that, that goes on in that specific movie. But something that I loved, and it was always one of my criticism. I felt like it was especially in Far From Home. Because I'm, I'm going to be honest... I wasn't the biggest fan of Spider-Man Far from, far from Home, but it definitely was an interesting movie. I feel like without Far From Home, is pretty much a hallyoop for No Way Home. So 
even although it's not my favorite one, but I feel like they set they set up so many stuff that makes Five or No Way Home the greatest movie uh, like in recent years on the MCU since Endgame, if you want my opinion. So it was a really dope thing to do. But like I said, yeah, my criticism was the overbearing presence of Tony Stark. You know, I always loved in the comics Spider-Man being this little nerdy kid and him just being the, this like almost on, only being able to rely on his intelligence and ingenuity to be able to beat villains. You know, he's this math nerd and we didn't really saw it in other movies because he was pretty much helped by the suit. The suit was like Star Trek or whatever. And he was pretty much under Tony Stark wings, especially in Far From Home. Like we got it. He was the father figure. He died, blah, blah, blah. Sad, boo-hoo. But it was really um, a, a really great thing to kind of have Spider-Man and especially Peter Parker almost take breaking free from Tony Stark or just like whatever influence and now he's being his own man so at the end of the movie you see him in the beginning always trying to use his heart and help people it kind of backfires he goes back and gets like the the the, the help for the two other Spider-Mans the two variants because they're that's what they call they call variants and we definitely will touch on that I have to touch on that um but overall it was such a great way to kind of push and put the franchise in a really interesting direction because I, I'm I was super I'm not wasn't worried but I was really in, intrigued as to how and where they were going to push or put the character of Spider-Man and towards the end it is he's in even more interesting place than at the end of Far From Home you know Far From Home he, Mysterio revealed his secret identity but now if everything changed and he's actually the actual real spider-man he doesn't need no start stock industry tech he doesn't have i don't know how many people he's not an avenger pretty much he's like this unknown dude and you see the the role of the daily bugle they i'm so like i'm so basically i'm so happy that they brought everyone back because it's always a pain in the ass when they kind of recast people I am a huge diehard Daredevil fan, so I was reading. If, if to be honest, if they would have cast someone else but Charlie Cox as Daredevil, I was ready to walk out. Like, and I'm not even joking. I, I love the show so much. Love him. I think like he's, you know, the bar was really low because like the the movie with Ben Affleck was so bad, was so bad that I felt like it was pretty easy to do something like just even just better. But I feel like Charlie Cox really does an amazing job of portraying Matt Murdock aka Daredevil the, the lawyer and be seeing that he was able to reprise his all was to me like just it was be I was beyond excited so just off that to me when I saw it at the beginning I was like oh I, I already love the movie but then also you have all these other characters in the movie and you see MJ and it's really interesting the, the, the relationship in this uh, specific movie because they kind of made a great job of gradually integrating MJ in the story of Peter Parker. In the, in the first movie, she's kind of, she's not even the love interest. In the second one, she is a little bit more. So she's definitely more present. In this one, she's like fully in the movie. She's active. She's actually helping Spider-Man. And having those two people, Ned and MJ, being collateral damage of Peter Parker, like Doctor Strange said, trying to live two lives was a super way to kind of bring them up 
in the, the really like the action but at the same time it is it, it makes it even more painful when you see them being separated at the end and they kind of have no idea of who peter parker is also going back to peter parker like the regular spider-man tom holland i feel like the the peter parker journey in his was really interesting because that journey that he took in that movie seeing that he's actually experiencing loss for the first time i mean after tony stark but actual the loss of someone of, from his family and may and seeing him actually experiencing that loss made like a real it kind of gave like a lot of gravity to the movie and also it kind of cemented him because till this day we don't really know what happened to uncle ben I would assume that he died, you know, because that's the origin of Spider-Man, but yet we still don't know. So in, in this movie, and this is the third movie, it's almost like we actually get the origin story of the new Spider-Man. It's like, it's, it, it's it, I feel like the new franchise, like the new trilogy or whatever, I don't know how many movies that they're going to make, uh, probably a lot, you know, it's just like movie Hollywood, but for them to kind of just set up that specific event and him experiences loss and just you know you see aunt may actually saying the, the phrase with great power comes great responsibility and yet we don't really we, we never had that like experience like that 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 visual as far as like peter parker experiencing loss aside for tony stop but tony stop was like something different and now we have a spider-man who has a sense of duty that's rooted in pain and tom holland did an amazing job as always he's one of my maybe not his diff his take is different from the other spider-man but i really like his portrayal of, of spider-man but for him to kind of going through this journey of you know trying to help having that kind of backfires on him and because of that he lost his like one of the the, the being that was the most dear to his heart his aunt and then he kind of wants to go to this route of vengeance and anger and you see the actual two other spider-man who went both of them went through that loss and that anger and having them teaching him or just trying to help him not give in to that anger to that dark side of spider-man was really great and like fantastic like stuff to see to be honest i i, I want to rewatch it i'm definitely going to rewatch it. even as i'm talking i'm like bro i we definitely need to rewatch that movie and yeah so dr strange was really interesting because i it's like it's almost he's not a straight up antagonist but when we teased when they teased that dr strange was going to be in the movie i was pretty much assuming that he was going to be like a mentor he was pretty much going to take the place of tony stark but when you actually get to watch the movie he is completely like he's almost he kind of comes off excuse my french but he kind of comes off like a dick like he really is a dick like he wants to kill the villains he doesn't he really doesn't care i feel like he's kind of the the guardian of our reality that's his role so anything that kind of potentially could disturb that peace i feel like he knows that his job to make sure that nothing happens but yeah he has like for a hero i felt like he really like he didn't have too much empathy you see he actually fought spider-man although you can definitely understand where he's coming from but it, it was a really interesting way uh, interesting take of dr strange and actually which makes him way much more layered because you saw in Infinity War, he already told Tony Stark that if he had to sacrifice Spider-Man and Iron Man in order like to save the stone, he'll do it. But 
I feel like this movie is the actual like just it's actually a proof of how far he can go in order to, like to protect the world and like the reality. So yeah, that Doctor Strange role I I was expecting him to be kind of this mentor for Peter Parker, but he kind of almost is like this antagonist. And yeah, it was, I really, first, you know, anyway, I love Benny Cumberbatch, but that, that whole take of him being able to just kind of going at odds with Spider-Man and them two fighting, it was, yeah, it was a really interesting departure. And I'm really curious to see like, what they're going to do with the character uh, once Doctor Strange and Multiverse and Minus uh, release. Now, like the main feast, the two coming back with the two OG Spider-Man, the two previous iteration of the character. The thing that makes me love Spider-Man No Way Home so much, this is how great the movie is. It's almost like the movie kind of retconned the impression that we had, maybe not on Spider-Man 1 and 2 and maybe 3, because, you know, the, the, the 1, 2, everybody, like, critically acclaimed, everybody loved them. The third one from the first trilogy, people said that it was goofy, it was corny or whatever. And I definitely get why some people are coming, where, where they're coming from when they're saying this. And Amazing Spider-Man, like the first Amazing Spider-Man movie was pretty, more than okay. It was pretty, pretty good, to be honest, for a reboot. And the second one kind of suffered from the f same flaws as uh, Spider-Man 3 or even uh, X-Men 3, meaning they was trying to do so much in one movie, right? But for that movie, Spider-Man No Way Home, it kind of, like I said, like it kind of erased that type of, any type of bad maybe not like impression that you had on those two movies and to be honest it kind of makes me want to rewatch them because now like it, it's like you don't get a no way home without a spider-man one and two and even though it's like you, you know divided some people spider-man three and the amazing spider-man one and two and also I, what i loved about that movie is like i felt like out of the three spider-man andrew garfield who played the amazing spider-man was the one who really got the wrong end of the deal because he was someone who loved the character and out of the two uh, from like toby Maguire and tom holland i feel like he had the worst movies and it was never fair the fact that he never got to do a, a, a rightful but a rightful a great portrayal of a spy he was a great spider-man in a not so great movie and now we kind of got to see a great his great portrayal of Spider-Man in a great movie, and it kind of you kind of get this impression of wanting more, right? I don't get that for Tobey Maguire because although he he was just like he's the OG, so I don't want like the, he's like the, the number one, so I don't have anything bad to say. But I don't I I didn't left the theater wanting a Spider-Man four from like his like his trilogy. I felt like the story was pretty much like concluded and whether you like the conclusion or not i felt like there was nothing more to say about the movie but when it comes to the actual uh, andrew garfield take on spider-man i actually would love to see and i know it sounds crazy because i hated the second one maybe not hated but i was super disappointed and you kind of left feeling like wanting to see more of him and that that's also and it, it kind of feels like justice the same way like i said you know when uh, netflix canceled all the marvel tv shows and just seeing just like all these people it's kind of this spider-man no way home it's like 
it's a movie for second chances, right? You got Daredevil who gets his second chances. You got Andrew Garfield who gets the second chances. You got Jamie Foxx, Alfred Molina, Willem Dafoe who played Green Goblin, Electro, Dr. Octopus. You see all those villains who sometimes, maybe not for the Green Goblin and Dr. Octopus, but for Electro or even Sandman or even Andrew Garfield, like those are people that were standouts, but in not so great movies for all of them to get this like new shot of redemption in this movie was a wonderful thing to see and the villains as well like Willem Dafoe was again Green Goblin he he was able to play all like the really twisted side of Green Goblin and always being able to prey on someone's kindness and use it against them and you actually see that he's out of all the villain that MCU Spider-Man had he's the only one that kind of pushed it pushed him to the edge of almost, you know, crossing the line of killing people. So again, he to me is the standout. Uh, he's the standout villain in the movie. Electro was really dope as well. That was that version of Electro that I wanted to see in the Amazing Spider-Man Two. And unless we had this like goofy looking, this goofy looking, just blue avatar looking stuff like this, whatever he was. And being able to see him, Jamie Foxx, again, amazing. And just seeing Alfred Molina. Like, obviously, not all the villains had, like, the chance to shine and to showcase or whatever. And some of them, you know, lizards and men, I never cared. But overall, it's, to me, like, overall, it was a really, if they were supposed to bring back any villain, I feel like they, they made the right decision by bringing those guys back. And yeah, so pretty much, like I said, Spider-Man No Way Home, definitely one of my favorite Spider-Man movie. It's like I said, I feel like it's a love letter to the character. I am really excited as to where like they're going to pursue the, the, the story of Spider-Man. You see now he's got, he's it's almost like maybe not a reboot, but it, they set up the franchise to go in a completely new direction. And I am really excited to see where they go with it. And yeah, that was pretty much it. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. And yeah, peace. Well, that's it for today, folks. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Making Sense Podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed listening to it. If you have any type of question, if you want to leave a review, I am available on Apple Podcasts, on Amazon Music as well, Deezer, Spotify, Podchasers. If you haven't done so, please, guys, go ahead and subscribe and share if it's the type of content that you like. So, yeah, thank you so much for the support and have a great day.